the Staff and Graph podcast. This is weird. My lock's been drilled, so I open the door and my steering wheel is missing. In looks or salad. You know what? You're trying very hard not to get sued. You can have all the talent in the world skating around, but if you don't have a goaltender, it does not matter. Team tidy business, baby. Welcome back to the Staff and Graph Podcast. I am Mike Stevens, and sitting across from me on this wonderfully snowy afternoon is Rachel Dory, the future first female GM in NHL history. Rachel, how are you doing? I am... Living. Yes. <laughs> Much better than last show. Let's just say that. Mm, well, it depends. Had this show been recorded on Tuesday or yeah. Wednesday, the answer would have been we are not yeah. actually recording the show this <laughs> week. Um... Today is better. better. Yeah. Yeah. And it was your birthday. It um, was. Yeah. Yes. On the 17th. So yesterday. When. So two days ago when you're listening to this. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. 25 years. Hit the quarter. Hit the quarter century mark right in time Are for the crisis. Are we both in midlife crisis already? Quarter life crisis. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Oh, I'm. Oh, I am firmly. Yeah. I'm. I'm getting ready to like. I'm going to get like frosted tips. I'm going to. Okay, uh, I really actually want to say that. <laughs> I'm gonna, I don't know, like get a bunch of tattoos. Like what? Like there's a difference between the midlife crisis and a quarter. The midlife crisis is like you start dating like a 20 year old. You get like you get like a Porsche. You you, you know you you become you like you become. If you've seen the movie Seventeen again, you're the not Zac Efron guy. Okay, yeah, but like he's, you're playing with your lightsabers and but that. that or that's what we call the dream. Is, is Zac Efron's best friend? I would. His house is my dream. Have the cinematic accurate lightsabers? Oh, yeah. When you're in a quarter life crisis, you're just like... You're just depressed. You're mentally ill on Maine. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> and that's it. So get ready for some weird tweets coming at you. Oh, I, if you just go back to my Tuesday timeline, yeah. <laughs> someone literally texted me. That's where I got it. It was like, are you mentally ill on Maine right and now? I'm like, like, you sure you are. absolutely bet. Oh, yeah. It's oh. Better, better to be mentally ill on Maine than horny But you know Maine, what? So. I ate... Two pounds of chocolate mousse, yep. and I may have spent $250 on a nice Italian dinner. And that's what we call self-care. Right. So I see no problem in it. And I, then I slept for 14 hours. And again, self-care, I don't see any problem with it. <laughs> My now, roommate thought I was dead. I mean... <laughs> Which, honestly... You might have been for a little bit there. Fair. You might have been for like a couple, couple minutes at a time. Like, who knows? And But I'm here right now. You're here. We're, we're ready to rock. I'm coming off the best sleep of my life because oh yeah I don't get I don't normally get birthday presents but my parents gifted me one the other day and it was a weighted blanket and folks oh let me tell you this this weighted blanket is just pristine it is it's all the wonderful it's all, it, it's it's all the wonder of getting a hug without having to deal with the person on the other end it's so great it's fantastic I, I love mine I can't sleep without it I'm like I'm just count I'm gonna t- maybe take a nap this afternoon I never take naps it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing incredible which is also what this show is gonna be so let's hop into headlines there are and as we look out the window now obviously we're in Toronto um, it's it's snowing it's crazy it seems like perfect sort of winter weather I'm very excited to drive in this. very excited yeah. for you to drive home in that yeah the nhl has decided to take advantage of the wintry weather that we're having and host two outdoor games in lake tahoe um over the weekend could have fooled me because this hasn't been marketed whatsoever considering that we are a hockey podcast 
Um, I, you would think that yeah. we would probably know about it, and yet this has snuck up. Where is the marketing? Remember when we dissected that the NHL's marketing sucks? I mean, which time? Like, we've done that. This is... So, they clearly did not... We did not get our Christmas wish. No, we didn't, no. unfortunately. They didn't listen to us. Look, the actual the actual game, like, I'm sure it'll be great. Like, it looks... All of the imagery... Oh, my God, it looks so cool. It looks beautiful. It looks like a friggin' snow globe. It's amazing. But, like, it's not... You can't be appealing to, like, the local markets here, like, because they're... It's a neutral site game, and there's there's nothing. I haven't heard anything about it. There's no bus post, like there's no bus ads for it. There's no commercials for it during games. Like you have a you. No one's talking about it. Like why why are we not hearing about it on like we're in Canada? We have Sportsnet. That's a rights holder. Why are we not hearing about it? Like why why are they not mentioning it why before is it not like all every over break? Their Twitter. Yeah. Why are they not being like yo? It's Lake Tahoe. Let's do like playing up. Outdoor rink stuff on like Instagram and even TikTok, like it blows up. You could like go, like you could capitalize on that. Like when we're doing the the hashtags under our Instagram posts, like if you do hashtag ODR, there's like a billion posts about them. Yeah. Like how are you not taking advantage of this? Now it's going to be, it's going to be held on, uh, there's two games actually. There's a lot to unpack here. So on, uh, on Saturday, February 20th. It's going to be the Avalanche versus the Golden Knights. That's going to be an amazing game. That's going to be fantastic. Yeah, two of the top teams. Exactly. Um, and then at, inter- at I think, in the first intermission, now this is something that, again, I didn't hear about until recently, and Rachel has never heard about this before. There's going to be a $1 million hole-in-one challenge presented by Bridgestone. Outside? Apparently. And it will feature Avalanche forward Nathan McKinnon's attempt to relive a memorable moment from the same spot that Joe Sackick got a hole-in-one at in the... American Century American Century Celebrity Golf Championship at Lake Tahoe in 2011. So let me get it. Hold. He's going to play the first period. I guess so. Presumably take his equipment off, play some golf, and then put his equipment on and go play the rest of the game? I guess so, because... That the, seems bad. It's, that this seems is, like a bad idea. This is the actual press release. In the first intermission, the focus will move from the NHL regulation size rink on the par 5 18th hole to the lakeside par 3. So at least like the the, the game is being held like Oh, the the in imagery the is yeah. beautiful. But it's being held like on a golf course basically. So yeah. that's great. Um and so McKinnon, I'm assuming, well, it, during intermission, not, you know, fueling up for the rest of the game or hearing coach pep talk or anything like that. You know, his job. Yes, he is going to go to the par 3 on the 17th hole. Because the rink is the the rink is on the par 5 18th hole and he's going to attempt to recreate a hole in one that Joe Sackett got at a celebrity golf championship at Lake Tahoe in 2011. So Which guess, we know is not going to happen. And if McKinnon hits it, the NHL will donate $1 million to the NHL slash NHLPA Learn to Play program. How about they just do that anyway? I was going to say that. How about instead of, like, so if when Nathan McKinnon misses this, not if he misses this, when, when? Nathan McKinnon doesn't get a hole in one, are they just going to be like, sorry, charity? Deuces. Peace. Uh, that's a little weird. Also, I would love for the NHL to stop making my favorite band so corny. My favorite band is Green Day, and apparently they're the NHL's... Um, I really want Green Day to go rogue. I do too, Because man. they're very anti-establishment. Oh, yeah. And there are... Um, I don't know if anyone's noticed. There have been some things well, that they, have happened lately. Yes. And something me thinks... That is not part of rehearsal is going to happen. Well, I mean, because Billy Joe Armstrong is he, a little bit known for this. He's a bit of a wild card. Love. He's also, he, he has the same birthday as me. He was on February, like 
he, he his birthday was on February seventeenth. Can I just too. say that American Idiot is one of oh, my favorite songs? Like it's just so catchy. It's catchy. It's like it's 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 timeless, really. It it it's truly. Unfor- it's unfortunate that it's timeless, but it is timeless. But it's also just a good like it's good music. Oh, it's fan dude. Holiday. That, that whole album. Oh, it's elite. It's so good that it was transformed to a Broadway musical. Do you know that? Yeah. Yeah, like that. American Idiot's one of the best pop punk or even just like rock I albums just, I love, ever. It tells a story. It's yeah. great. Jesus Suburbia is nine minutes long, and I listen to all nine minutes of it every yep. time. It's fantastic. What sucks about Green Day though is that their new music is terrible it is ass um there's is that one, why i don't listen to it yes i like i'm I too stopped. busy jamming to like taylor swift exactly and as you should duck justin bieber and as you should probably duran duran still i don't know i mean wow are you a like okay were you born in like the 70s i, mean, I like, grew up listening to q107 because oh, i did too parents. but I, i'm still i list like the stone zeppelin all that Oh, we love the stones and led zeppelin so they're like i can AC, already DC. i can already tell their song's gonna suck be, from the name but i don't it's, even care as long as they do something absolutely yeah silly I, their song is called here comes the shock i know it's gonna suck just from that name but at the same time Cool. As long as it, as long as they pull some crazy stuff, we're all for it. As yeah, they were at the All Star Game. Was twenty nineteen yep. All Star Game where they just decided to drop f bombs left and just right. Just go rogue. Fantastic. I'm. And I how, need more of that. How did they get invited back after that? Like that's boggles. You no, know, my favorite was what was it? The MTV like VMAs or whatever mm-hmm. when they sang um, "Bang Bang," but yeah. they, for the chanting part, they chanted "No Trump, No KKK, No Fascist USA." Good. And then Trump was elected like three months later. <laughs> What I love too about the NHL is they really have a finger on the pulse of culture because in oh, the do in, they? oh they absolutely do in uh, in ha- in for the Honda NHL Outdoor Sunday so it's the Flyers Bruins again going to be a good game um, they're uh, uh, they will have a, f- a special feature presentation like the mm-hmm. the the US anthem will be performed by three time Grammy winner Pentatonix oh I like them but they like what's they they haven't I'm taking the over though. Well, for sure, but like Pentatonix haven't popped in a long time. That Christmas album was really good, though. Do they have a Christmas album? Harmony, yeah, it was fantastic. They grew up on YouTube. This this band, like, it's cool, but like they haven't had a huge thing in a long time. Like it's, and then following the anthem, two T thirty eight Talon aircrafts will fly over because you know, like not. Can we stop with the military stuff? Yeah, it's it's nuts. Like Um, I think there's better way we could use resources. Absolutely. So that's going to be an interesting weekend. because Actually, I'm, I don't think. I know. <laughs> yes, there's definitely a better use of resources there. I mean, instead of having the flyover, just donate that money to the charity that Nathan McKinnon will not <laughs> meet the requirements to help. Like, it's... Yes. Bo- it, again, it boggles the mind. But look, that's going to be a great, you know, weekend of hockey right there that no one really knows about. But I'm sure the, I'm sure the local ratings in Colorado and Vegas and Boston and Philly are going to be off the charts. And that's all the NHL really cares about is local ratings. Who cares about growing on a national um, Who cares scale? about growing the game? That's not Who important. cares? The next in our headlines is Steve Simmons compared Nylander to a piece of Ikea furniture. <laughs> um, look, Steve, Steve had <laughs> a great... Mean, like, it's honestly, first of all, not every single player has to be Tom Wilson. Yes. Also, I don't know... I don't know if Steve Simmons knows this. In fact, I'm he almost doesn't. certain he doesn't. You, I don't even know what you're about to say, but he doesn't. William know. Nylander is, in fact, Canadian. Mm-hmm. He was born actually in Alberta. He's a Calgary of boy. All places. He's a good old fashioned good Canadian kid, exactly. as one man might say. Um, but to compare him, like to compare anyone to 
something of their culture like so to compare a swede to an unassembled piece of ikea furniture like what there's a great that's the same that's the same thing as all of the allusions to the reason quebecois players wore visors like in the 80s or yep. whatever the hell like it's honestly it's xenophobic steve simmons actually has no idea what he's talking about because if you go and look at anything but william nylander's points he's one of the best players on the team even if you look at his points they're he's 12 points in 16 games. Yeah, he like he doesn't have points in the last like four or five or whatever, but like his expected goals is sky high. His um and I would just like to point out that maybe the reason William Nylander doesn't have as many points in air quotes is because John Tavares is shooting 3.3% at 5 on 5, which might not be sustainable. But that would take effort to look up. No, instead we're just going to write a hit piece. Now look. <laughs> First of all, I think we just got to stop giving these pieces attention because this is what they want. It was literally on the front page of the Toronto Sun. This is what they want. Which, by the way, apart from the National Post, is the most joke newspaper, like, conglomerate there is. It's The National Post employs Conrad Black, which easily makes it the worst. It's ridiculous. But, oh my god. Like, you want to know why you have to pay a paywall to see people's work, like Don Luce Chishin, or, like whoever else katie it's because strang. free yeah katie strang which oh we will get Who into we will Qu- be getting Queen to katie. very soon you want to know why you have to pay to read those people why because if you don't pay then you get to read steve simmons there was a great in which i personally lose brain cells there was a great tweet i saw it was well michael Trakos put out a tweet that's like you can get early access to steve simmons weekly like the most read weekly comment but <laughs> no nope. and so and all the replies were that screen grab from avengers endgame of old captain america going no, I don't think I will. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. I um, have actually now seen that movie. You, you've seen Endgame? I, I, no, not Endgame. I've you've seen, seen Infinity Avengers. War. Pro- or just like 2012 Avengers? Yeah, and then I saw watched um, the Civil War one. Civil War, yeah. That's when Iron Man and Captain America fight each other. That one? Yeah, very good. Um, Captain America's really hot. Yeah, dude, Steve, Steve Rogers. Woo! 10 out of 10. Yeah, incredible. Yep. I would devour that I man. I also would, yeah. Um... So yeah, please stop. Just stop giving them attention. Like they, they're giving, they're they're getting what I they want. I texted a high-ranking member of mm. the PHWA and was like, "What is this?" And he he said to me, "He goes, I don't even follow him anymore because I <laughs> categorically cannot handle it." Well, speaking of the PHWA, oh, should we get into that or should we just ignore it? Can we not? Because yeah, let's not. Wow. It, don't it, read you all know what piece we just grown you at. know exactly don't read it like we 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 said that that that, that player's dead to us you at this point. under no circumstances do you have to hand it to larry brooks you really don't you, you really under don't. no circumstances another another headline is that alex galchenyuk has been traded to the leafs this is a move that I think some people saw it coming, but didn't think like this. When Galchenyuk hit waivers, a lot of people were like, "Oh, the Leafs should claim him because he's got good underlying numbers, and he, you know, he scored thirty goals one time like fifteen years ago, and this, that, whatever." And we were actually going like I put in the prep last week, like something like a little di- like dive into Alex Galchenyuk and what went wrong. And both Rich and I kind of decided like, ah, it's not worth it because he's kind of like, who cares? But now he's a Leaf, which means he matters again. It's a look. He's basically going to be best friends with Daryl Belfry and Barb Underhill until they feel like he is ready, and yeah. then they'll give him a chance. That is my analysis. That's the extent. I mean, yeah. Look, <laughs> I think it, I think in terms of a, an actual trade, like I don't think Igor Korshkov was ever going to be a Leaf. He played, no, so maybe that the Leafs should have 
maybe drafted like Carter Hart or Alex Dabrinkit or any number of players that went in like the next 15 picks. Well, I wouldn't want to ever criticize Mark Hunt, Super Scout Mark Hunter's um, perceived talents as as a as a drafting wizard as a or else evaluator. Brandon Prestle will call me a fucking pigeon and you know I'll have to retire because that's oh my god yeah that happened oh I did you not see so when when the trade happened Ian like yes th- Ian we tweeted out this Ian tweeted the screen grab of the second round of the 2016 draft right and Brandon Press called him a pigeon no, no no like this is when he when he criticized the hunters when Canada wasn't doing well at the world juniors right so he so said Ian, he was like is it time to have a discussion about, about how about Mark Hunter, like something like that and Mark Hunter being overrated or something and like Mark that. Mathot and Brandon Press like tag teamed him and then so Ian and then we're immediately proven wrong yes and so then Ian tweeted so after the the trade where the Leafs trade away Korshkov who was their first pick of the second round he was an overager even in his draft um Ian tweeted out a screen grab of the of like the hockey DB second round of 2016. Right. Same photo. And so I, I just replied to it being like, shut up, you fucking pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, I love you. <laughs> right back at you. It's uh yeah, no, it, it look, good good for them. I think it like it could be a worthwhile ad. The, at the very least, like they were never gonna get NHL NHL games out of David Warsofsky. And they were never going to get NHL games out of Igor Korshkov because I think he was just going right, to be in the so KHL forever. Right, so you'd rather forever. have a maybe than a definitely exactly. not. So at least you have you have an actual and body. It, and they got rid, like they went minus one contract. Yeah, which is important because um, they were up close. They had exactly. 48, right? Now they're 46, I think. Yeah, I think they're 46. So that's now. great. Um, and with that, we go into plot points. So trending up, we have age on the podcast. Rich and I are both officially 25 now. The average age in the podcast is 25. Exactly. We're huge. We're getting... We're, we're, I am firmly in the quarter-life crisis. Yes. I think we've established that. For sure. We're definitely getting up there. It's fun. It's great. We love it. The second in our... We're going to... Because we're getting into a deep dive on the, uh, on the coyotes and everything that's going on. So we want to rip Again. through plot points. Again. But this one, holy moly. But trending up is the amount of times... Eric Comrie will be a Winnipeg Jet. Now, this is absurd. This guy has gone from... So, Eric Comrie, in the span of six, the last 16 months, because today... Okay, he, so a year and four months. Exactly. So, today he was... he Or, yesterday he was waived by the New Jersey Devils, and today he was claimed off waivers by the Winnipeg Jets for the third time. This yeah, that's honestly... Like, that shouldn't be allowed. So, he's... In the past 16 months, he has gone from Winnipeg to Arizona, to Detroit, to Winnipeg, to New Jersey, and then back to Winnipeg. And now because he's been in New Jersey, he has to come and quarantine for 14 days. Oh like, if Winnipeg likes him this much, stop waving him. Like, I don't, I don't know. Can you not get another guy? Like, like, it's honestly why like, is it always him? I hate this part of hockey. Because it's just like, I've seen it. It's very cold. Yeah. It's very um, crass. And... And there's just no regard, and this is speaking for personal experience, mm-hmm. there is no regard for anyone's personal life if you work in hockey. Of course. And I'm talking player or otherwise. There yeah. is zero regard for your personal life. Oh, you you have a family member dying? Too fucking bad. You don't want to deal with people saying crazy nonsense to you and accosting you? Too bad. Part of your job. All of this crap Hockey on the inside is cold, it is crass, and this is all part of, like, I understand waivers are part of the game, but at some point, like, this is ridiculous. There has to be a limit. No, no other... He should be able to just not have to go through waivers at some point. Yeah, he should be, he should be able to, like, once at a third, after the third time you get waived, 
I think you should be able to be like, yeah, uh, no, I I'm like done. just just send me to the AHL or something like because four times is absurd. Yeah. This like is... he's gone from Canada to America, then to Canada, then to America and then back to Canada. Like he's like that. There, there's work visas involved with that. There's like moving. which aren't exactly easy to get. No. And this like and a lot of this happened before the pandemic, which is great. But now he has to do it again during so now he's got to be isolated for two weeks like this whole thing and uh, we don't even know like does this guy have a family and i mean like yes he has like a mom and dad and everything yeah but like I does he like, if he's, I think he's pretty young like can you imagine if this guy has a wife or even like a young like if he's young then there's a good chance he's got a young family yeah which is even worse yeah because now you're isolating him at a critical time for the children like, which is again come on like i like i said this game does not give a shit about your personal life it, just, it really doesn't. It just doesn't seem fair. Like, I, I don't know. It just doesn't. It doesn't seem fa- like no other industry does this. It, you, if you're working for friggin' Scotiabank, they're like, the, you don't go to BMO and then TD and then back to BMO and then to Scotiabank and then back well, to BMO. And like, even like, if that's you're not working, how it works. like, even if you're working at Scotiabank, like, and they're like, oh, we need to relocate you to our, you know, Alberta, Alberta head office. They don't then bounce you in between Alberta to BC to Saskatchewan yeah, back to Ontario. Calgary to Edmonton no. to Regina to back to Calgary exactly. and then back to Toronto. You don't do that. Like they, uh, it's just a shame. But hey, it's frustrating. Hopefully he sticks in Winnipeg now. That's what I hope. He, yeah, they clear, seriously. They clearly like him enough to keep reclaiming him over and over and over and over again. That like I think at this point, like just hang on to him. Just don't wave him. Yeah. Like uh, you honestly just shouldn't be allowed to like once you've waived a player you just shouldn't be allowed to do it for like a certain amount of time or like if you're a team you shouldn't be allowed to claim a player or, yeah. for a third time yeah like there's there should be a limit yeah at the like, very it's least just not it's not right it is absurd the how much it's snowing outside this year is crazy real there's no one else oh no, my god i have to drive home i know no one else can see this we're on the podcast right now but like i straight up we can't see out the window it's it's crazy um Hopefully it'll die down before you have to drive. <laughs> uh, I'm supposed to be driving home today. <laughs> we'll see. And on that note, no, like we should quantify this. I cannot see. No, we can't see out the window. Mike's balcony. Yeah, we can't see out the window. It's crazy. And on that note, a word from our sponsor. I love that. That is the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify is a platform designed for anyone to sell anywhere, giving entrepreneurs like me the resources that were once reserved for big business. And it's customized to your needs. You get a great looking online store that really helps bring your ideas to life and tools to manage the day-to-day and drive sales. And I'm speaking about this from experience. I'm really passionate about bass fishing. And a little over five years ago, I started an e-commerce bass fishing brand with my best friend, Aaron, called Woo Tungsten. Actually, it's pronounced Woo Tungsten, W-O-O exclamation mark, because that's the sound you make when you catch a giant bass. And it was a no-brainer to do this on Shopify because they've made it so easy every step of the way, from creating product listings, to making discount codes, to managing shipments. In fact, if you want to see what an e-commerce store looks like on Shopify, go to wootungsten.com and you can see. And it's no wonder that every 28 seconds, a small business owner makes their first sale 
on Shopify. You can get started by building and customizing your online store with no coding or design experience. And you can gain knowledge and confidence with extensive resources to help you succeed. Plus, with 24-7 support, you're never alone. It's more than a store. Shopify grows with you. This is Possibility powered by Shopify. Go to shopify.com slash bluewire, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial, and you'll get access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Start selling on Shopify today, just like me, just like Wu Tungsten, by going to shopify.com slash bluewire right now. That's shopify.com slash blue wire well rachel they've done it again Uh, we actually i think we should start this off on a positive note yes yes um katie strang is a queen we are not looking for your opinion on that that's just a fact it actually isn't up for discussion or anything katie strang is a queen no we will not be taking questions at this time you can't debate fact Katie Strang. Well, 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 yeah, but you can, you just will lose. Katie Strang is straight up. I think in my, in my humble opinion, in this reporter's opinion, Katie Strang is the best journalist working today. In in sports? Without a doubt. Definitely in sports. Like not only does, is she an incredible writer? Like not only is she a compelling and, and just like informative writer, but she, the subject, like she is essentially the, tough subject the tough subject reporter and it is i can't even imagine the mental anguish that that like this is actual journalism this is not game reports this is not like she does not work at the toy box no like the stuff she reports on genuinely sucks she reports on the back room where the toy maker is just like abusing the toys like it is like she like the kids are in locked up in a room with no food making the toys like katie strang's work is so important and and we keep and and if your uh pr strategy is to question her credibility let me tell you you need a new strategy so an extremely new one because that strategy sucks so let's let's dive in, shall we? Let's get what, what could we possibly be talking about? Did something happen in hockey again? You bet your sweet ass it did, Rachel, because what happened on Tuesday, Mike? <sighs> did anything happen of note on Tuesday? There's there's dysfunction in the desert. Oh, there's dysfunction in a lot of places. Katie Strang dropped a a one of the most thorough and well just well constructed. Would reports. you say that she did research? Well, absolutely. Would you research. say that research is important? Very important. And again, we're so what, into what that. you're saying is that if you're going to call people yeah. or write something, you 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 should do your research. Absolutely, it's you important. Okay. So Katie Strang dropped one of the most intricate. Like this, this this definitely is up there. It might even su- exceed the um, oh man, the Mike the Russo uh, Fenton report. So to me, this is. Katie's like second yeah, best. Ab- the 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 top one is the, the USA yes. gymnastics scandal and like That's one of the best piece of journalism I've ever read. I still and like Mike knows this, yeah. like I still cannot talk about that because mm. like it, it hits so close. It's way too close to home for me. And I just like that's Katie and I became friends because of that piece. Mm. Um and to me like this forensic investigation 
into the coyotes is right up there in terms of depth of detail um number of interviews done amount of sources just how deep it cuts like it's right up there with uh the usa gymnastics mm-hmm. scandal and in terms of just sheer amount of of research and and what went into it so it just like obviously it, it detailed you know just the financial woes the culture of the the toxic poisonous culture that is being created by um alex morello wait i thought there were no hockey culture problems no none at all okay um just everything and i think but i think the best way to kind of go through this but it was solved i thought the nhl had their um thingy their their values Absolutely. i thought it was solved remember when they sent a thing like remember when they they met with the pope (laughs) what do you not remember that no google nhl pope Literally do it right now. You're actually no. There's this is do not it. a thing. I like. I will wait. I don't care if this is bad <laughs> podcasting. Yeah, I wish you could see Rachel's face right now. The NHL. Oh my god. The NHL met with the Pope and presented that presented the Pope with like their <laughs> the values. The Declaration of Principles. The Declaration of Principles <laughs> and the Pope like signed off on it. Yeah. That's one thing that I think a lot of people. Yeah. I think some people forget about that. Is that the I NHL met? Did not know about this. They met with the Pope, and, Rachel. And let's just say the first sentence of of this was in a letter from the Vatican. Yes. So, all right, okay. Anyways, moving on because so, wow, I think that's an important thing to bring up too. Because I mean, for them to go to the Pope, which like is already relatively exclusionist on its own, because there are so <laughs> many different you know, beliefs, religions, religions. you know, in hockey, but they, but clearly the NHL is showing their cards by being like, no, this is the Pope. We must go to the Pope. So I I decided to Francis Pope Pope Francis. Okay. I was going to say Benedict was the last Pontifex is uh, his name on Twitter. Okay. So what I decided to do uh, is decidedly (laughs) not a Catholic anymore. What I decided to do was, was sort of divide all of the, divide this piece into the people that it, covers because i think that they are like the so you're saying there's some shady things happening. there's some shady things that happen the coyote we already know that the coyotes organization as a whole has done a lot of things what katie does in here is she goes through the what people. have they done we'll get into it okay we'll get into it so they like the coyotes we already know that they've done a bunch of shady stuff what katie does here is she first of all uncovers a whole other host of shady things that they've done but also ethics sh- yes but also uncovers the people who are responsible for them which we accountability exactly and that's one thing that we when for per chance the mitchell miller thing was going on when oh they, yes so when, what you're saying is there seems to be a pattern exactly so mm. like for like you know at the start like a couple weeks ago or months ago i guess at the start of this podcast when we were discussing uh the the decision to draft a guy who you know had been charged in juvenile court for bullying and racially i guess racially charged bullying racially charged bullying against a disabled child um that still makes me it makes me absolutely nauseous nauseous just yeah so we didn't know whose fault that was that's one of the big things that that we like that that it was never publicly discussed who's exactly we were all like whoever's bus throwing happening exactly and there was a lot of there was a lot of like one like any conversation was whoever's responsible this needs to needs to be fired whoever's responsible for this there needs to be some some you know consequences repercussions now we know that's just one example but now we know who's who's behind this so we'll start off with 
with I think the guy at the top. Let's go to the top, Alex Morello, the the owner of the Coyotes. He owns a ninety five percent stake. The first Hispanic. Yes. Owner in NHL history. In a predominantly in a for, the the Arizona market is forty two percent Latino. So this is or good. Latinx. That's sorry. good. So that's that's great. Also, However, diversity is good. Diversity is good. However, <laughs> you can't just slap the word diversity on something and then kind of turn your back and be like, this is good. Michael, are you saying that making performative yes. actions to make it look like your diversity, whether it's gender or race or sexual orientation, is bad? Are you saying that maybe that's bad? Look. Who can be sure? Who? Who? Whoops can who, never be sure. Who could possibly know? So Alex Morello starts out, he's, he owns, again, he owns a 95% stake in the Coyotes, took over in, I think, 2018? Uh, yeah, he bought it from the NHL. Yes. So. By the way, could you, um, like, could Jim Ball Silly be worse than this? Because I really don't think so. I don't know. I mean, it's a good thing they didn't sell it to him Berry, because, like, almost immediately after that was after his uh it's a good thing the penguins wouldn't exist anymore basically yeah or the the whatever version he turned them into in hamilton the hamilton coyotes because his because his his main business went complete was one of the most staggering you know crumbles in recent corporate history anyway alex morello he was known for routinely screaming at employees so the biggest thing that morello did nice. though is that he he wanted to he wanted to make the organization a family. He kept nailing that home. A family. We are a family. We treat each other like family. We have, you know, pa- we have pack meetings because, you know, get it? They're coyotes. So he would routinely, he was known around the office despite him being like, we're, we're a family. We're going to treat everyone like family. Which is good. That's a good thing. Hey, look, that's good. However, I'm you actually s- have to put your money where your mouth is. However, though, I'm going to say if any, if you join an organization and yep. they put a big emphasis on family, that's probably run. Enough. Like yeah. it is, they they do. As somebody who has experienced this, yes, run yeah, quickly like, and immediately and as fast as you can. That is a big red flag, I think. <laughs> yes. Like if if any, I've been, I've worked for We're institutions. All a family here. No, no, nope, nope, you get out of there. You get out of there. Out. Um. So he routinely he was known around the office for routinely screaming at employees in meetings as well. Like he was. There's one instance that they mentioned in the piece where he dresses down and ver- like berates a high-ranking employee um, in front of in, in a meeting full of 20 people and apparently people were like that was like really hard to watch like that was uncomfortable okay so that's not cool he also insisted like vehemently on become and i not insisted he insists i guess because this is still yeah. going on on being called mr morello what's weird though is that in a family i don't have to call my dad mr stevens i have <laughs> never not once referred to my father as mr dory i have never referred to my mother as mrs stevens my dad's mr stevens so somebody actually multiple people have referred to me as miss dory mm-hmm. or or now that i'm at york professor and i ins- i'm like do not ever call me that again it's rachel and it's yeah only Rachel, the word professor is not to come out of your mouth. <laughs> it's weird. Anytime I get an email from someone, like any request or anything, and they're like, Mr. Mr. Stevens, Stevens, I'm like, that makes me feel so old. I am not, I am not no. like established enough as a human being to be called. I this. don't even care. How ridiculous do you have to be? I I, sure. Have I earned the title of professor? Yes, you have. You are a professor. Okay. Well, 
but if someone actually was like, well, professor, I'd be like, ah, no, it's Rachel. And also I'm going to eat my French fries while you ask yeah. this question. So there was that. This is, and so then we get into specifics here. So in March, so when, you know, when, when the pandemic started, basically the NHL had to shut down. Well, the pandemic started before this, but when the NHL had to shut down, right. Murillo insisted again that he would pay, he would pay his part-time staff. That's good. We're a family. Okay. He kept saying it again, and we intend on that. So not what the Devils and Bruins did. By April, that promise had not been met. Whomst could have seen that coming. Now here's here's another thing, and this is a shady business. This is this is how they do shady business because it's not like ethics are one thing in the hockey operations department. Hockey, you know, hockey teams they have to deal with that like merchandise vendors, uh, like um, um concessions, concess- yes, that's what uh, I was arena for. deals, all that kind of um, stuff, dude, like construction yeah. stuff, anything like that. <laughs> yeah. Like there's one there's one instance where and there's also a difference between like hockey operations ethics which yes. like involve like waivers and, and all that and business and, ethics. and just ethics yes and so there was one instance here where they were like an employee noted that morello and guerrero um alex guerrero who is i guess he's the team president so he's under the owner no javier gutierrez or javier gutierrez sorry sorry guerrero where did that come from anyway um he uh like they were haggling over napkin prices stuff like that crazy oh my so God. the organiz- here's how the organization would do business with a vendor that they had, they would default on a bill. So let's say I am the popcorn vendor. Yes, exactly. Okay. I wouldn't pay you. So then you come to me and you go, hey, we have, like, here's an invoice, like, of what you owe me. Yep. Because I provide you with popcorn for your games. Okay. And I, I would, gave you 100 popcorns. Yes. And, I, and <laughs> or like, you know, I gave you $100 worth of popcorn. You owe me $100 of popcorn. I'd say no. And, but you do. And I say, well, actually, I don't. And we are a big company here, so I, we will put this to litigation. And, and, a lot, and the thing is, is that it's in Arizona, right? So a lot of these vendors are independent companies. They're not, like, dealing with Coca-Cola. Not de- these are, like, you know, it's the Presler Law Firm, uh, uh, Power yeah, like Play, stuff not, like that. Pe- you're not going to court with PepsiCo. Exactly. So they would... So they would Frito-Lay. They would then... So it's a big company threatening a smaller company with nice. litig- litigation and essentially hammer them down until they, would have, until they would accept a price. That is gross. Like, I read that and... I remember just because, like, I've been in contact with uh, my old ethics professor uh, from university um, because I was asking him about some things. And uh, I asked him if he'd read the piece. And uh, he was like, I'm using it in class because it is so disgusting. Blatant ethics violations. It's just gross, man. Like, that's just such a skeevy way. The Arizona Coyotes are a magnum opus for how to not conduct business. But it's all, of course. But it's what's also is that, like, a big thing that was mentioned in Morello is that, like, he, he was good at taking sort of like failing businesses like casinos and radio stations and stuff like that okay. and gutting them and then making them profitable. That's not the way that you run a hockey organization, though. Mm, and no. so and the people he had in charge of the business of the hockey organization had no knowledge on hockey. So they had no knowledge on what they were now, doing. Now, I would say it's good to apply industry best practices like across the board, across yeah, yeah. the board. So like, yes, if you can apply industry best practices to the hockey team and the business side of the hockey team, then by all means. But any anyone and everyone worth a lick knows that when you're applying industry best practices, it's not just unilateral. Like you have to adjust to what you're working with. Yeah. Right? Like you're not gonna start building a casino in the arena. Like yeah. that's So 
another thing too, and this is another example is, is like Morello and the Morello group is company. They owe money to so many people. They just straight up don't pay their bills. Like this I know about. And I had heard about this before this piece dropped. So for example, Morello's casino business failed to pay a PR firm $22,000 for work they did. And keep in mind, so people are going to be like, well, it's the pandemic. People are defaulting on bills all the time. It's not, you know, it, it's warranted. Yeah. This is this is happening before this. Before, this is in 2018. In September 20 of 2018, Morello's casino business failed to pay a PR firm $22,000 for work they did in September of 2018. And that is still in court now. That's a year and a half before the pandemic. And again... For those of you keeping track. David Paris, a longtime Coyotes employee who was a luxury, like, seat usher. Yes. Um, he sued the Coyotes recently for yep. um unpaid wages and withholding of overtime under the fair labor standards act which is serious this is that's alex morello in a nutshell right there awesome he so sounds great so then we're gonna go to alex morello jr oh he is a something the the uh, uh, i have i have heard so many stories about this cat oh my god the poster boy of negligence because we have alex so he has this guy no hockey knowledge None. So much so that I have had multiple people tell me that this man who is involved in hockey operations is asking hockey people how to run his fantasy hockey team. Yeah. Do you think that's appropriate? Maybe not, right? In what context was was that question asked? Um, potentially to a high-ranking member of the organization. <laughs> Who may or may not have more important things to do, like, I don't know, run a real hockey team. Just absurd. Just absurd. He, so he had no ho- hockey knowledge, and yet he would insert himself into hockey ops decisions. Now, initially, he would be kind of hands-off, but then he really kind of went in. And so what hockey ops employees would do, and this is, again, all according to the article that Katie wrote, is they would get kind of give him busy work, tasks to help him learn how to, how to do this, which is exactly kind of what you want. Like, if you have no knowledge, but you're in that position of power, like, you want to learn everything. Like, that's what Brandon Shanahan did to become a team president, mm-hmm. is he want, he learned, he, before he was able to apply himself to that, he, he went to a bunch of different departments he, to learn everything, how the sausage was made, this, that, and the other. So you're telling me that someone's dad yeah. is well-connected and then may or may not have put their offspring in a position that they didn't deserve to be in, Oh, which is what we before. like to call nepotism. Yes. Um, and that person is failing upwards. Oh, absolutely. Welcome to <laughs> welcome to hockey, my man. Like, I, it's- for one, have never heard of or been a part of that in my life ever in the game of <laughs> hockey. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Well, here's something that you would do. Here's something that... that- you know, he, he would have in common with my coworker at a gas station that I worked at when I was 16 is that he would quickly lose interest in the task at hand and start scrolling through YouTube videos on his computer during the game. I'm literally having PTSD. Like that is, right like, I mean, <laughs> like, come on, man. It's <sighs> crazy. So that's Alex Merrill Jr. I don't think he necessarily, he's just dumb and was put in a position. In a weird and it's failing upwards because hockey. Yeah. So now we get to the, the creme de la creme. Bill Armstrong. He sounds great. How long is Bill Armstrong being Coyotes GM? Oh, like a few months. 17 games under his belt. Yeah. This guy is rivaling Paul Fenton in how to erode an organization <laughs> in this is such a record time. It, I, I, this is lightning quick. 
and the, he's going to stay employed. And why is that? Because they're not going to pay him not to work for them. Like it's. And also he may or may not be the biggest ass kisser ever. Because this. Okay. <laughs> this is Mikey's favorite part of the oh episode. I'm just going to let him take it. So this like what we're getting into now, like it's like it's, it's all very serious stuff. Being an ass kisser. It's not a criminal offense. Whatever, yep. man. If you want to do that, by all means. Go ahead. But it's the corniest shit ever. And so when Bill Armstrong was asked, you know, in an interview right after he got hired as, as Coyote's GM, you know, who would you like to have dinner with the most? Like what figure in the world? Well, who, okay. So who, what would your answer be? My answer would be like, I'm trying to think. Probably Florence Pugh. <laughs> oh, I mean, I mean, yeah, I didn't in romantic wise. Absolutely. Also, she's just the most talented person ever. And I love her Florence. I will treat you right. Um, no, but it would be, it would, I don't know, like Christopher Nolan. I'd love to like learn about his craft, you know, stuff like that. Or yeah. Okay. So just somebody like, like important people, historical people, dude, Abraham Lincoln. Like I'd love yeah. to just be like, Hey man, what was it like back then? Like, you know, uh, people whose, whose lives have like shaped you, you yeah. know, where you are or like, you know, important, like media personalities, you know, activists, you know, uh, pre- like former presidents, you know, you know, interesting people. Like Barack Obama would be an option. Yeah, Barack Obama, or like, you know, friggin'. Uh, Anyways, okay. So this motherfucker says <laughs> says his boss Gutierrez. He, um, I would just like to point out. Um, Are you fucking kidding me, as man? Someone with knowledge of like how this stuff kind of works. Um, when you're interviewing to be a GM, part of that is like usually. The, like second or third interview is about like five or six hours long and it includes dinner. So he already had dinner with Javier Gutierrez. He probably has dinner with, with Javier Gutierrez like on a weekly basis. Exactly. Man. He's the GM and Gutierrez is the president of the organization. So that means he's calling him all the time. Is at, anything? At yeah. the start of the article, they detail a dinner that was held at Gutierrez's house. His giant house, no His less. $3.45 million Tuscan mansion. They call. <laughs> yeah. And they don't, they said that Armstrong wasn't, or no, I think he was intended, but it wasn't, Morello wasn't intended. So already in the article, we've said he's had, that is, that is the corniest thing I've ever heard in my <laughs> life. So like, cringe. I'm sorry. And we're going to get into the more serious stuff in a bit, but this just rubbed me. This immediately was like, fuck this guy in my mind. I'm like, I, I can't believe like I would, there are so many influential, important people. Like, dude, you want to have dinner with Steve Jobs? I would want to have dinner with that would Steve be, Jobs. Like, or, because I feel like you would be living your death. I'd love LeBron James. I would love to have dinner with LeBron James and talk to him about not about what it's like to have been in the in a national you know spotlight. Who I don't want to have since dinner he was with? thirteen. Who? Like as a dream, my boss. Your boss that you already have to deal with probably on a daily basis. Yeah. This is like I get that this will this will get you places. Like, but couple, like okay, have so, some have some pride. Yeah. Moving on. In in the so, here's the thing. This is another. This is also another Fenton. Like you can tell that this is the kiss of death um, when you work in an organization. If if your boss sends you this, not the kiss of death for you, but the kiss of death for the boss. Because as Katie Strang puts it, disturbingly shortly after Armstrong was hired, which probably is like a week, maybe. Who who Something might like even, that. might like even mean like the next day, yeah. like his first day. He sent an email out to all the employees, a company wide email. That said, any information leaks that come out, like if, if anyone obtains any information from inside these walls, it will be cause for discipline or termination. And, NH- and Katie Strang interviewed and quoted an NHL executive with over 30 years of experience who said, I don't know if I've ever seen something like that. So I'll say this. Like when I was hired in New Jersey, mm. Ray didn't need 
to say that to me it's like you know like i'm not gonna go and text bob mckenzie or yeah pure lebron or whatever like it's not my place to do that and like you it's one of those things where you know this is how it works yeah the email of threatening is not necessary you should just know right off the hop not to do that but also right like- you don't share company trade secrets. That's literally like you just don't do it. That is another ethics thing. So if he feels the need to do that, that means he's insecure of himself. And he's paranoid. Exactly. And paranoia is like, you know, Yoda said, it, always going to tie it back to Star Wars here. Yoda said fear leads to hatred. Hatred leads to, leads to um, no, fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. Suffering leads to the dark side. Fear leads to paranoia. Paranoia leads to insecurity. Insecurity leads to this and this. This means Katie leads is to Katie Strang one blast. dunking your ass over and over. So, NHL exec of 30 years. A hockey man, as we would say. He is 100. Uh, yes, he is part of the 200 hockey men. Has never seen something like this before. Already yeah. crazy. You don't want to be unprecedented in that sense no. um, when you're in hockey. In November, some information came out okay. about the Coyotes. And Armstrong was so pissed that information was obtained by a reporter, female reporter, um, that he contacted her and accused her of hacking into his computer (laughs) to get that info and then threatened her with jail time. Already pretty fucked up. Wait, did. okay? so I think you and I may have read this differently. Like I read this as the reporter is Katie Strang. I thought it was. I thought that, too. Right. So the reporter is Katie Strang. And somebody leaked it to Katie, and that somebody, whoever it was, was the one who hacked his computer, and that was who he was going to threaten with jail time. And then when Katie told him that she was not going to give up her source, he then said that he was going to tell people how she does yeah. business, which, like, is that supposed to be a threat? Like, sure. Tell, tell people how, we do, how I do business. That'd be fantastic. Thanks! Everyone knows if your strategy is to threaten Katie Strang, you are firmly the one in the wrong here. It's I can't I think this is from Game of Thrones, I'm not sure, but it's like if you come for the king, you best not miss. Oh, he's he, you no, come he, for the queen, you best not miss. The coyotes missed by a mile. Oh, like we're talking strikeout to the point where the bat is flying into the third deck oh, yeah. strikeout. That's the, Ed, that's the Edwin Encarnacion special. He used to do that all the time. Yeah. So that's... Like the pigeon is gone. It's... Oh, it's... It's gone. It's crazy. So then also multiple employees of the, from the Coyotes have reached out to the NHL about either issues they've seen inside the workplace or issues they've, they're experiencing, including, as we'll get into, sexual assault. And also, and this is the worst part. So it's good that these employees are reaching out Absolutely. because that means that they're not aiding and abetting it, yeah. which um, is a crime. Is a crime. Yeah. And probably shouldn't happen. Not um, probably. Definitely shouldn't yeah, happen. Like, oh my God. I am. This is insane. Brain. It yeah. just gets crazier and crazier. But the NHL's done nothing about it? I, As far as we know. Okay. And like, we're not even done yet. Like, because, so we, now we circle back to Mitchell Miller. Again, we say Mitchell Miller, this guy has a long track record. He didn't, he basically, he was taken off so many draft boards because essentially he didn't take responsibility for the heinous, evil, like serial killer-esque crime <laughs> that he committed. Right. And it's not allegedly. He, he owned, did it. He owned up to it in court. <laughs> he did And it. has never apologized to his victim, who again is a 
disabled black, black kid. disabled kid who Mitchell Miller would per, would psychologically manipulate, pretend to be friends cool. with him, and then rolled a rolled a Push lollipop inside thingy. the in in the inside of a urinal and tricked him into into like eating it basically, which then results in this kid having to have multiple STI tests, AIDS tests, all that kind of stuff. Awesome stuff. Absurd. And he's never apologized for it. Now, Anyways, okay. multiple teams took him off the draft board. The Coyotes. I, he should have been taken off of 31 draft yes, boards. 32. Just even like Seattle, Seattle was okay, like, well, we don't even. all, no chance Seattle does anything like that with the staff that they have. But it's like, we, we're not even in the draft yet. He's off our draft board. Yeah. Like, and so, so multiple teams took him off. Even the Coyotes at one point took him off. And they yeah. put him back on. Now, the whole, again, as we said at the start of this, everyone was trying to figure out whose fault is this? How does this decision happen? Well, the buck stops at the top. Buck stops at the top, but internally, the empl- the in, the people who were responsible kept kicking the blame back and forth till they found a scapegoat. As is tradition. And now again, they they the reason why they why they drafted Mitchell Miller is because they wanted to re- rehab him. They said we want to work with him, you know, to 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 make him a more mentally stable this is person. Not a rehabilitation league. Exactly. What? So they did that. No. And then and then of course when the heat got too much, it turns out that that promise was incredibly hollow. And they renounced his rights, obviously. But what they did is they decided to, again, their, the whole, their whole reasoning behind this, their public reasoning was they want to rehab him and work with him, it, you know, from a mental standpoint to make him better. Fine. No, actually not fine. They decided to pin the decision to pick him on a female mental strength coach who never attended any of their pre-draft meetings. <laughs> She was not, it wasn't that she didn't attend. She wasn't included. So it's, it's not that she, so the, the wording is very important here because it's not that, because if, if it was, doesn't attend, then, they, then the coyotes come out and say, oh, well, she just didn't show up. She wasn't included. They didn't include her. She wasn't invited. And they, and they pinned the decision on her. Okay. So, um, I was in charge in New Jersey, one of the things I was in charge of, mm-hmm. uh, of compiling all the draft stuff and doing all the research. Yeah. So our scouts would go do interviews. I'd listen to them and I'd include them. And then I'd have to go do research and, and, and I'd make sure every piece of information we had was in their profile. And then we would color code it, red flag, this, that, anything like that. It's good. We have, New Jersey still has Dr. Amy Kimball, who is fantastic great she's the mental performance mm-hmm. she's head of mental performance she's she's absolutely fantastic she does the draft meetings like she does the draft interviews yeah um amy kimball who actually was in all the meetings does not decide who the new jersey devils picked she certainly has an opinion and it is one that absolutely should be valued with the highest pedigree but the buck doesn't stop with her but she didn't make that choice that falls on the director of amateur scouting and the general manager and now bill armstrong wasn't allowed to be included so it falls on the guy who was steve so sullivan. it falls on ryan jankowski and steve sullivan neither and of those people are the female mental performance coach that wasn't in any draft meetings also um if you're allowing someone to make a decision on your draft who wasn't in the draft meetings we need to have an entirely different discussion you're Dan Snyder from the uh, <laughs> like, Washington football what? team because that's what he would do. It's th- that's like that's, the equivalent of Jerry Jones just being like, "Ah, oh, we're taking this guy." I mean, that's what he does, though. Exactly, like, <laughs> and how'd that go? 
not great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like in finding a scapegoat, they decided to choose a mental, like a, a female it's mental strength coach to pin it on. Like, I can't believe that. Like that is, first of all, how do you ethically do that? And second of all, well, I mean, are we, s- I mean, yeah, surprised? but like second of all, it's like, are you like, how dumb can you be to think that you can get away with this? You can't get away with that. I, you People know what's so find funny is, is, so my sister read this article because she's studying ethics and she's a smart queen. She's a queen. Um, and so I sent it to her. I said, Hey, like you should read this because you don't have any context on the coyotes. Mm. Like she didn't know who Mitchell Miller was or any yeah. of that. Like the girl literally couldn't even tell you who Mitch Marner is. Like she does not know anything about hockey. Mm. She read this and she was like, Oh my God. Like there's so many things here that are just completely wrong in terms of how they do things. And she goes, doesn't the mental performance coach just like help work with the athletes and they don't actually make choices? No, they don't. I'm like, okay, so if you know how this works, then they're not pulling the wool over anybody else's eyes. This is absurd. Yeah. It's obviously dumb. Speaking of, of one of the people who was in charge of this, of this choice, Steve Sullivan. Yes. Who last week it was announced. He, um, is had his contract terminated by the organization. He's no longer with the coyotes. Right. And the Steve Sullivan, like his lawyer, his legal team is planning to go to arbitration because he believes that the Coyotes, shocker, breached contract. Can I make a prediction? Absolutely. Steve Sullivan's going to end up with a lot of money out of this. I mean, I, there's my prediction. Damn. So then we go. Speaking of lawyers, these people seem very litigious. Well, yeah, they, they well they threaten people with litita- lit- litigation. So like it's, this is right in line with like Salino and Barnes type William Matar stuff. This is absurd. Yeah, this yeah. is silliness. So, in January over two over a two day stretch, lawyers from Seafrith Shaw right met with multiple Coyotes employees, and it wasn't really listed exactly what they talked about. But among the topics that were discussed was sexual harassment, specifically pertaining to an alleged incident that occurred in December of 2019 at a holiday party when multiple employees. Which multiple employees were aware of the incident where a Morello group, um, like, I guess, executive or employee, made a sex- an unwanted sexual advance on, another, on a female employee? Okay. Multiple people knew about this. At least five. That's f- enough. Yeah. Yeah. So, we don't know where this is going to go. Right. From here. Because this was a meeting that, that happened. And now, th- and now the organization is in, like is in public shambles again. And I know that they've survived this multiple times, but like at what point does this become too much to bear for an organization? I know the coyote, I know the NHL is steadfast on making the coyotes work work. They've owned the team at one point. And you know what? Like I think hockey can work in Arizona. Like we've seen a player like Austin Matthews come out because of the coyotes and, Mm -hmm. but you need, really stable like you need someone like Larry Tannenbaum Mm -hmm. who isn't shady as hell and doing all manner of absolutely insane nonsense who has stability like I think hockey can work in Arizona if it's done properly right now their arena's in a bad place they don't have stable ownership their organizational culture is toxic to put it politely yeah man i don't i don't know like if these claims are proven 
to be true, which it's Katie Strang. So I'm going to go on. I'm going to give her the these are true. Yes. Because she is not a shill. Mm -hmm. There are many shills in hockey media. She is frankly not she even is not close one to of one of them. Yes. Um, I don't. I think this has to be a Donald Sterling thing where like they, they got to go. You're gone. What are the like? What's the likelihood of this though? Because and and to even put the the stamper on, or I guess like the the icing on the cake here, the Coyotes then release a statement that same day that the article is published, where they essentially attack Katie. They they and they engage. They they call it as it was a okay, two page statement. It's a two page statement with a whole lot of absolutely nothing. We are so again and and keep in mind one of the big claims here that they know about because they read the article. Even if they want to feign ignorance that they didn't know it was happening inside their own building, they read the article was sexual harassment and sexual assault, and they you decide to use the words. So we are very disappointed that the athletic for several months has condoned a harassment campaign against Mr. Alex Morello, the Arizona Coyotes, their Morello group, and dozens of current employees. A harassment campaign. I am like emotionally exhausted. Yeah by what is allowed to go on behind closed doors in the NHL. It is taxing. It is awful. And quite frankly, if you have people come forward in your organization and you don't do anything about it, you should bear just as much as responsibility. Mm -hmm. Because you're aiding and abetting it at that point. And I can tell you for a fact that the Arizona Coyotes are not the, organ the only organization that this shit happens in. And so to come out with that statement after this harrowing piece of journalism by Katie Strang and not refute a single claim pretty much tells you all you need to know. We're going to sue you. But we don't actually know for what, because we definitely did all this shit in here, because if we didn't do it, we would be refuting it. Yeah. And we can't refute it, because if we do that on a legal document, it's perjury. And this is going to be, if they actually decide they're going to sue the athletic, that press release is going to be submitted as evidence. This is so they couldn't lie on it, because that would be perjury. This is basically, like, the best analogy I can put it here is, like, you know, you're in a relationship, and your girlfriend catches you cheating i guess and she's like i saw you out getting you know getting pepsi with this other girl and your and response you're like, it wasn't me and your no your response <laughs> to it was what are you talking about none of us got pepsi because you really got coke instead <laughs> yes like it does that's not the point man like <laughs> <laughs> like i saw you getting dinner with this athlete like, well i wasn't getting dinner i was, was actually a, getting uh it was dessert a, it was it was just drinks you know like yeah absurd and, and the thing is they didn't even like th that would be refuting a claim so it's not even it's not even like that it's even a step below this this is abhorrent like how many we've talked and when when go back and listen to our podcast when we went over the arizona coyotes after the mitchell miller incident when we were doing our previews because we this has been a pattern like this is this is not just and this has gone through multiple different business people you know, it's been when yeah, they were this isn't just the hockey side. Like, this is the business side, too. But it was also, like, you know, them trading John Scott during his all-star bid for no reason just to get back at him for, for the fan campaign while his wife was pregnant with twins. Like, stuff like that. Just abhorrent stuff. 
And yeah, again, just, hockey people don't give a shit about your personal life. I'm glad this is finally coming to the surface because how long is this? I like this line. I'd say it was a learning experience, yes. but if I was being frank with you, I'd say it's a shit show. So one of the one of the <laughs> that is probably my favorite quote in the entire. So piece. employer, it's it's important because quote from employer was if I was talking to a future employer, I'd say it's a learning experience. So you know how you dress it up. He's like, oh, it was a learning experience. I'm definitely going to, hey, I'm definitely going to do that with, with future employers myself. Um, mind-boggling. You, so you really do think, just to cap this all off before we get into the Kovalev shift, like you think that there's going to be some intervention? Because the NHL hasn't announced any official investigations on this yet. I think they're probably like just absolutely flabbergasted. Um, to, like, I think they know... The, the NHL knows to a degree what goes on in, in every organization, mm-hmm. but I think that they certainly didn't know to this degree uh, just how bad it was because um, I, I, I have a hard time thinking that, specifically with in terms of like paying people, yeah. that, that this would be allowed. I'm glad. I'm glad there's... I, I hope at least that there's going to be some... Moral of the story here, don't attack Katie Strang. Ugh. That we did you see the, the the amount of people defending Katie Strang? Everyone. Like the Arizona Coyotes came up with that statement, and every single hockey reporter, whether it was like Chris Johnson or Pierre LeBrun or Elliot Friedman, went, uh, "No." It was every single person, basically. Yeah, like every single person who even all of the hockey men went, "No, nah, we're gonna go with Katie Strang." Just do you absurd. know how you know how badly you have to screw up to get all the hockey men to be like, "No." Nah, I don't think so. Very, very badly. Yeah. Very badly. And on that note, we go to the Kovalev shift. Kovalev was a great shot. Scores! Alex Kovalev! It's Kovalev! Kovalev scores! Oh, All right, Rachel. We're already over an hour. So let's, let's get into a quick Kovalev shift here. What is your rant for this episode sort of related to uh the coyotes yeah i think pr staff maybe need to do their research yeah before they decide to say things or do things probably a good call um even like journalists like do your research before you so when you're you're you someone that writes stories i'm a journalist and, yeah and there have been a few times where you ask me about you're interviewing a certain person mm. hey what do you know about this person because you know I've, I've worked in hockey yeah and, you know a lot of people and and i'll tell you what i know um me thinks me thinks that in arizona and in other organizations mm-hmm. that uh the company pr did not do their research on specific with specific to Arizona, they clearly didn't do their research on who Katie Strang was or Definitely. what her reputation was because you would not be saying these things. And this is a reflection of the bit one of the biggest criticisms before they or right after the Morello group took over is that they don't know anything about hockey. Yeah, but it's like even so when you're gonna write a story or you're gonna come with a comeback, yeah, and you want to speak to someone or you're gonna make an allegation. You might want to type their name into uh, the Google machine. Just do a quick, a quick cursory look. Yeah. So I'm just going to say this. Do not call me or anybody Mm -hmm. for an interview or to ask them for a quote about whatever the hell story you're writing if you have no concept of who I am or what I've done. Because someone called me the other day 
to ask me for a comment on a story they were writing and didn't know I was employed previously by an NHL team. If you Google my name... That's Bush League, man. It is the third link. It's also like there's an entire expose story. Yeah. Written about you. Like, come on. I'm talking like blanket. Like, if you're calling someone for a story and you've no, you don't have a working relationship with this person, you might want to do some research on them because, hey, you know what? That might help you formulate some questions. It might help you break the ice a little bit. Yeah. I was flabbergasted the other day when I received that phone call. I was like, you have got to be out of your mind. And we have we have people who work in these departments listen to our podcast. We know. Like, maybe, yeah. Yeah. Maybe circulate that information a little maybe, bit. Maybe, yeah. Maybe tell some people. Yeah. Right? Like, it's unfair to the person that you're calling Mm -hmm. if you have done no research on them if you want to talk to someone that badly you need to make an effort to know who they are in the same way that if you want to make an allegation about someone you better have your facts together oh 100 percent. again if you come especially with katie strang if you come for the queen you best not miss. You know, if you come for Katie Strang, it better be a grand slam. And it, and there is not going to be such a thing because she is quite literally the finest investigative journalist in sports. Mm-hmm. And frankly, someone could be like, well, Katie Strang did this. And I'd be like, nah, I don't know if I believe that. No, like, it, like her reputation is so sterling yeah. that every single person in sports was like, no. no, every single every single journalist, media person, regardless of which outlet they worked for. And again, like a lot of this, like a lot of these people are very sort of like cagey on praising people who work for competitors. Everyone came to bat for her. Everyone. Yeah. Like Wyshynski works for ESPN. He went to bat for Katie Strang. Katie, Chris uh, Johnston tweeted, I want to be Katie, Katie Strang, Strang when I grow up. up. He's LeBron in Sportsnet. LeBron and McKenzie tweeted, they're at TSN, TSN. and, well, The Athletic. I believe Ray McKenzie's Ferraro, not, though. Ray Ferraro said something on the radio. Like, yeah. all of these people don't work with Katie Strang. But they all know her. They support her. And this is a baseless These attack. are baseless accusations, and everyone knows it. Mm-hmm. So, please, do yourself a favor. If you are going to call someone for an interview... Or you're going to make an allegation about someone. Do your goddamn research. And on that note, we've reached the end of the podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, any podcatcher under the sun. You can find us on Twitter at Staff Graph. You can find Rachel on Twitter at Rachel Dory. Me on Twitter at MikeyStevens81. Buy her merch off Redbubble, red, redbubble.com slash Staff Graph. Write us a review. You know, give us give us a five-star rating if you feel so inclined. It would, it would really just make our hearts swell. And uh, we will be coming at you on Tuesday. Have a great weekend, folks.